Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrot, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, everybody, welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Daily, TGIF. Jake Ballbrock, Tommy Caster here, Chad Chambers producing for us, man in that KFH hotline, in which we'll uh, have a little giveaway later in the show, we'll give away some HTOT and coffee. We'll be joined on that hotline by Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the K-State Wildcats, a little bit later, and taking your calls there. Happy to be with you. Uh, sorry about the deep freeze again. At least it's a short one this time. I saw next weekend we'll be in the 50s is what it looks like. I love so, that. That sounds yeah. great. Break out the bikinis and let's go swimming uh, after what we've been dealing with the last, I don't know, 15, 20 days or so. Glad to be here with you. Of course, it's ahead of the big divisional round weekend in the NFL. We'll have plenty to talk about with the Chiefs. We've got a Shockers game from last night to get through as well. And then looking ahead to a big 12 basketball weekend uh, that's always very appetizing. Tommy, how are you this morning? Man, I'm good. I'm ready for the weekend. It's been a long week, busy week, a lot going on. Uh, ready to, to sort of just, you know, chill, watch some college basketball, watch some playoff football. Where My wife and I are talking about taking our boys to Dave and Buster's this weekend, uh, which is always uh, just a chaotic time but it's always a lot of fun fun. there'll be games on they can play game you know they can play their own games i can watch football so it should be good uh we'll let everybody know that dave and busters is not a client here the show nor is chuck e cheese so this is a discussion that's based (laughs) solely from the heart uh for now Uh, tommy i so i'm i'm team chuck e cheese for sure okay uh I like Dave and Buster's. I think it's a great place. My kids are in that fringe age, though, where I'm not sure they can fully enjoy Dave and Buster's appropriately. They're not quite old enough, and so they want to just yeah. play everything they can as fast as they can. Yeah, where that's, that's the way interest- my kids are too. Like my my yeah. toddler, he doesn't know what's going on. So I I and I have to take them by myself because there's apparently this perception that. It's not as cool. I, I like to take them to like Chuck E. Cheese and some of the other places. Uh, there's a lot of good options for that kind of stuff around town. And it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's all fun. I love taking kids to the video game places. I love playing video so, games with my kids. 
let me tell you why I settled on Dave and Buster's for tomorrow. It's because it actually has a little bit to do with you uh, and another friend of ours. We've been talking about like texting. At least I I have been about wanting to go to the casino to watch football. Yeah, and I yeah. right like that's and you can't do it. You, you you're too busy. You've got other things going on. And I can't, you know, just leave my kids if I've got no, I can't go to the casino by myself. Right. Right. So the next best thing is Dave and Buster's. And so video it's games. kind of like a casino. It's video yeah. games. It's arcade, that sort of thing. So it's not quite going to the casino to watch football, but it's close enough. Yeah, uh, it is. There's a local. Have you been to the arcade downtown? It's got more like I've retro not, no. games back from our day. They, they just went into a new facility. I, I took my kid to a birthday party there. Also a fun option. And they do have a bar. Okay. Uh, like oh, all nice. these places we're talking about. But, yeah, there, there are a lot of good options. The casino thing, I want to get out there too. Uh, these last two weeks have been absurdly busy. I don't know why. I, I don't know if, like, right after the first of the year, everything piles in. Of course, it's all the, the wrong kinds of busy, too, with, like, end of year taxes and financials bleh, like all that stuff comes in right now too uh but i i think for the casino what we need to do is just go out for like a a big 12 basketball weekend right when the dust settles and things yeah. chill a little bit like it doesn't have to be nfl playoff weekend or it doesn't have to be march madness what about I would just do like that. that'd be fun what about just like a big 12 basketball saturday you know like they, they where they where you know there are going to be good college basketball games uh, all day long, but we w- we will make that happen at some point. Um, I love casinos as much as anything in the world. I, I'm <laughs> at them far less than in my younger days, which is a great thing. I was a little concerned about that when I moved to a state that had them, especially one 20 or 30 minutes away, and especially when you can play craps at that casino. But I'm not, I've, I've been out there maybe two, three times. Like It has not been what I what I thought it might be, and that's good for everyone because I do yeah, enjoy good, my time good there. For your, yeah. yeah, good for your pocketbook. Yeah, I, I am, uh, as you might imagine by listening to this show and how much we love the betting aspect of things. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be a big weekend, and it'll be fun no matter where you're watching these football games. We're going to pick those football games with Paul Savage coming up in our second hour as well. Um, Tommy, let's talk a little bit just right right here off the top about the Shockers last night. I, I the more I thought about it, you know, like it, it became a 16 point line at the time of the game tipping off. And we talked a little bit yesterday about the fact that Florida Atlantic had not beaten anybody by more than 15 points in seven games. They have been very Jekyll and Hyde this year. They have some really good wins, like Arizona, which we would expect and did expect. And they have some head-scratching losses, too. They've been an interesting team. But I, I sort of went into it and was like, well, Wichita State needs to be able to play within that number because everybody they're playing is playing with that in that number. I don't know what to make of all of this in totality, but they were in that game, led that game at two different points. I don't know if I'm more annoyed they can't hold a lead. I don't know if I'm more pleased that they had a lead. I don't know what to think. Uh, but but they did cover the number, at least. And now they're through that stretch of basketball games where, you know, you if you re, if we really go back and look at this this run— of what what how many games has that been now? Seven of eight six. they've lost. Yeah, seven, one, two, yeah. three, lost four, six five, six, seven, eight of nine that they've lost. So it really started with the Missouri game. I think when we look at the schedule and say, here's where this difficult stretch starts. It's Missouri, those games, they've won one of them. And it was against Southern Illinois. If we look at it, 
we would have expected them going in to beat South Dakota State at home, right? That one was the first one where you're like, uh, what? So we would have expected that win, and I think we would have expected a Temple win. Everything else, right? Missouri, K-State, KU, North Texas, Memphis, Florida Atlantic. I think we wouldn't have expected a win. You'd liked for them to have won a couple of those, but they didn't. And they are, I think, what they are. And so I, I don't know. Now that that's in the rearview mirror and you come up on South Florida, who, by the way, beat Memphis last night, East Carolina, SMU, Tulsa, before you quickly get to Memphis and Florida Atlantic again, we're looking at a stretch of four games here where perhaps we're going to get a much more realistic look at what the Shockers' ceiling is, I hope, because South Florida just beat Memphis. SMU's been high in the Kim Palm all year. You turn around and Memphis and Florida Atlantic both come in your next, like, six games, I think, again. I, I just... They don't get any good scheduling relief until, like, February, the last, like, seven games of the year. And I'm just, I fear this thing continuing to snowball on them. And we look at some point in the conference standings, and there will be Wichita State sitting at, like, I don't know, two and eight. And and you can, you'll never be able to overcome that. And a lot of that does have to do with the order of the games in which they play. But it is what it is. And so I I don't know what to think when I watch games like last night. I mean, I'm encouraged at a large part of the games of the way that they're playing and that they had those leads. And, you know, Quincy Ballard was really good last night and all those things, but they're still not winning the games. And ultimately, you need to win some of the games. I think the difference maker last night is just the experience that Florida Atlantic has as a team. I mean, so many different returners and and a coach that – led the team to the final four last season and the shockers. I mean, it was kind of like a heavyweight bout. The shockers got up early. And then every time that Florida Atlantic made a little bit of a run, Wichita state was right back there to punch back. And that went on for a while. You know, shockers had an 11 point lead at one point you and I were texting back and forth. And I think the words you used were, this is the best the shockers have played all season by far. And, and that was the truth, and I agreed with you. And then here comes Florida Atlantic, and it was very quick. And all of a and sudden, then they got you, another 11-point yep. lead, though. Yep. You, you, you blink, and then all of a sudden, Florida Atlantic's right back in it, and then here come the Shockers again. So it was body blow after body blow after body blow. But I think the experience of Florida Atlantic won out, ultimately, um, because the one thing I noticed about the Owls is that they never wavered. I, I never watched them on the bench or on the court never saw their coach, never saw any kind of panic that came over them. It was kind of like, let's just absorb what's happening. Let's make sure that we are able to get ourselves in a position to get back in the game. And they did that not just once, but multiple times last night. And and I think that ultimately won out for Florida Atlantic. The big picture for Wichita State, I get it that everybody is going to look at the really, really obvious. And that obvious is the first six-game losing streak in 15 years for Wichita State. I get it. I understand that. And I'm not going to be an apologist here and say that that's acceptable because it's absolutely not. But context is important. And when you look at the context of how this is all played out with the schedule, now, I, I think that the schedule fell in a way where I don't think anybody expected 
a ton of success in that stretch, but certainly not 0-6. There were absolutely a couple of winnable games in that stretch that Wichita State just weren't able, they weren't able to get it done. And even against the top two teams in the conference, Memphis and Florida Atlantic, they held leads in both of those games, and then they gave those leads up. So I think you can look at it a glass half full, or you can look at it a glass half empty. I mean, I think that it's going to probably be split right down the middle where it's like, okay, well, are they making progress? They're hanging with the top teams in the conference for a while. So that's a good thing. But then you look at the negative and obviously they're not getting the wins that they want. Uh, and so it's certainly something that I know is being addressed will continue to be addressed because this sort of thing, we're just not accustomed to a shocker basketball. It's been a long time since we've been in this particular stretch. My glass half full is emptying quickly. And that's uh, like, I, I want to be encouraged that they had two different 11 point leads over Florida Atlantic on the road last night, but you have to win that game, right? If you've got an yeah. 11 point lead halfway through the game, you've got to be able to win that game. Memphis was different, right? Memphis felt like you could see it coming. Florida Atlantic though, you can say what you want about how good an experience they are. Florida Atlantic this year has lost games to Bryant, Florida Gulf Coast, and Charlotte, right? I, I and and Illinois, which that one uh, you can throw that one out because Illinois is really good. But Bryant, Florida Gulf Coast are both well under Wichita State in the Ken Palm. Charlotte's not. Yeah. Charlotte's been a nice little story, but it's not like Florida Atlantic isn't capable of losing these games. We've seen we've seen them do it three times this year, and 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 look. One of those came at home. Wichita State needs to be able to win games there up by 11 in the second. It's great that they got the 11-point lead. Finish the game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. I'm more encouraged than if they had gone to Boca Raton and been totally outmatched and outclassed. Don't get me wrong. But I also feel like you, you got to point out the fact that that's a game you should have won when you're up 11. Later in, later in the game. Like, you got to be able to win those games. I don't care who you're playing. So, it, it's kind of the same thing. We're through the so stretch, I mean, I, I, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I think where a big question comes in is the state of the program overall from a third-foot view and the belief in Coach Mills and the belief in the way the program is being built. And you and I have had tons of conversations on this program about expectations in year one. And of course, long-term expectations as well. I don't know how that wavers. I don't know how that changes in a six game losing streak when you're zero and five in, in conference play. I, I don't know how that, I, I don't know how that changes or if that changes at all. One of my, if not my greatest flaw is my impatience. I'm aware of it. I am an impatient person in for good, for worse, whatever. So I'm I'm trying to not let that not give me a sound look at this because I am impatient. I don't think that it should take long in today's version of college basketball to do what you need to do when you're at a program that has the things that Wichita State has. I I don't think there should ever be years where they finish in eighth place in the American Athletic Conference, right? There should never be years where 
They finish worse than fifth place. That That's my expectation for the program, and I'm admittedly a very impatient person. So to continue to be told to just have patience while this team gets where it needs to be is a really difficult thing for me to do. I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know if that's reality. It's my own reality. And so I, I, I get frustrated when I see that they have an 11-point lead on the road like that, and they can't close that out to get what would certainly be their biggest win of the year. There's no question. And could be a momentum-shifting, like, linchpin of their season. Now, it's just another game you lost in a row. You know what I mean? And so I'm trying and have been trying to say, get through the Florida Atlantic game, and then let's see what happens in those next four. But the only thing that in those next four is going to make me say, all right, here we go, is for them to win all four of them, right? Like you got to do like something like that where it's like, okay, here we go. We got it. I am encouraged that we see them. And I think exactly what I texted you last night. Yeah. Is this is the best they've looked collectively. Like they look good offensively against Memphis, but they look terrible defensively against Memphis. The early part of that game and the two runs they made, they looked engaged and locked in and like what they were doing in those moments, because it wasn't just like hitting a bunch of lucky shots or anything like that. Like they were legitimately, they had Florida Atlantic on the ropes. That does give me encouragement. If you can find that and sustain it, I think this team will be much better, but they haven't been able to do that now. And, and like, look, we are how many games into this season now? We we're in as we look at the year, 17, we're seventeen 18? games into this season, right? Mm-hmm. Many of these players are returners, so it's not good enough right now. Everybody knows that. I just need to know how much better it's going to get this year, and I can't take more than one year of this. Yeah, here's the caveat for me. The only asterisk I'll put on this for me personally, I'm not going to speak for you in this, but I was very clear on this program when Isaac Brown was let go and when Paul Mills came in that, and you and I were on the same page about this, that the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and so the expectations are going to be high in year number one to get to where the Shockers need to go. There's not the time for a rebuild with this program, you've got to be able to win right away with the returners that were coming back and then being able to utilize transfer players and things like that to make at least this team competitive in year number one over Paul Mills, uh, under Paul Mills. Now, the only caveat I will make on that, the only amendment that I will make on that statement that I made back in when was that March, April, when we had those conversations, is that I've gotten to hear Paul Mills speak multiple times during the course of this season. And I like what he has to say. And I think that he is motivated to make the changes. And I think that he is thoughtful. And I think that he's working on changing things and and open to, you know, making adjustments and doing all of that. So I do appreciate that about him where we didn't, I don't feel like we always got that with Isaac Brown. It was always like, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Isaac Brown was was not comfortable with the media. Number one, like he, he wasn't going to give anything ever, 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 ever. I know that about him. He was not comfortable. But I do appreciate that about Paul Mills, that he's willing to be upfront and say, this is not acceptable. Here's what we're going to change. Here's what we're going to do. Everything is on the table. Let's make this better. So that's my one caveat. It doesn't the expectations that I have, but I I do appreciate the, the, the personality that he is. And I think that he is going to be the guy to turn that around. I, I hope he is. 
got to win games. Because I'll tell you right now, and this is what's always worried me, I know I know great Shocker fans right now that aren't even engaged enough to know they're playing a game on whatever night. Yeah. That's reality. And that's the yeah. danger. That is the long-term danger. And why it needed to be quick if you're making the change. Because that was already setting in for two years. You can't pile on top of that now. Yeah, you got to stem the tide and turn things around immediately. 869-1240, KFH Hotline. Joining us on that hotline when we return, the voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Boy, things are going swimmingly in Manhattan. We'll talk about it next. Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. All right, and we welcome back in Wyatt Thompson for another visit with us here on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you, Jad Chambers producing. Wyatt, happy uh, Friday to you. Sorry we're in another cold stretch here, but... It is Friday, getting ready for a weekend where you get to stay at home, right? You get to hang this weekend and welcome in Oklahoma that, State actually. tomorrow. I bet so. Yeah, yeah. it's got a, we've got a lot going, bud, and good to be on with you guys again. We've got uh, a lot of former K-State men's basketball players, Golden Cats, that will be here tomorrow. Uh, I think they're going to recognize the football team at some point tomorrow uh, as Pop-Tarts Bowl champions and uh, you know, played so well the other night against Baylor. People are excited right now. And uh, Saturday home games uh, in this league are a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I know Oklahoma State hasn't played as well as they've wanted to this year, but uh, they're certainly, like everybody in the league, pretty capable. So let's see how it plays out. Yeah, let's talk about that Baylor game, Wyatt. Um, I mean, it was just a lot of fun to watch. And obviously taking down a top 10 team in the Baylor Bears and the relationship between Scott Drew and Jerome Tang, that four-point play in overtime from Arthur Kaluma. And by the way, I have to mention, your call on that four-point play in overtime was incredible. So that was awesome uh, to hear. And, and that that entire uh, game, the stretch where they closed the gap to force overtime and then winning the game in overtime. What was that like for you on the call for that game? It was just thrilling, to be honest with you. You live for those types of games. And and to be honest, I've done a lot of games, but I don't know that I can remember one right off the top of my head where you almost felt like they were done twice. And you mentioned that. I mean, they're down 51-45 late in regulation. Probably a little bit fortunate in a way to get the thing to overtime. And then they're down in overtime with a minute to go. Um, and, and find a way and, and close the game on a nine nothing run. It was. I've been here a long time. This is my 22nd year at K State, and I've I've seen Bramlage rocking and be very very loud. But there were a couple of times the other night where I thought it was as loud as I've ever heard it. Sincerely, and we and you know we've had some good <laughs> tight tense games here. Uh, whether it's Mizzou, Kansas, you know uh, Texas, whatever it might be, that that was pretty special the other night. You know, when we look at that rivalry, and I, I I, know how hard it is on both of those guys, Tang and Drew, to play in those games. Right. I think they have a good attitude about it. But, man, it, they are, we, we can you can almost just know, and we've only done it three times, but it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be hard to imagine those two playing while they're both at those respective universities and not getting that kind of game. I think sometimes that just happens, and it feels like this is one of those spots. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Uh, you know, there's there's so many things that you think about when you think of those guys. I mean, 
Coach Tang spent 19 years there, and they do. They call each other brothers. They're very tight. They, they talk a lot. Uh, I think stylistically they're very similar in, in how they structure their teams. And I, I'm <laughs> the, the one thing that I will say about Scott Drew that, I'm, that it Im, impresses me a lot is that when he started to build a thing in the early days when they started winning, they played pretty much just zone deep. And they played it well, don't misunderstand. But as they got better and better and better players, they went from you know just setting in a zone and shooting a lot of threes to just being really gifted. And the other night, to you look at their numbers, and for K-State to hold them to just under 33% field goal shooting is nuts. Um uh, I'm so impressed with what Coach Tang has done with this team defensively, and I know he's working to make them better offensively. That, and I think they are, it's it's slower, of course, but I, I think um, you know we, we've got some good basketball ahead of us. Tough stretches too. I mean, next week we're Wednesday night in Ames, and next Saturday in Houston doesn't get a whole lot tougher than that. But um, he he's done a great job, and I, I know it is hard for him, honestly. And yet, there's part of me that thinks they kind of like it too. Do you think that makes sense? I mean, did you see? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you saw the video of them coming out of the tunnel, but whatever yep. they were giggling about, yep, they yep, were having yep. a, a real chuckle over it. That was that was special in my mind. Why that was the fourth overtime game that the Wildcats have played this season, and they're four and zero in those overtime games, including that three game stretch in the non conference. As we get more deep into Big Twelve play, and then into tournament play in March. How important do you think having that experience of playing in tight games, going into overtime and winning those games are for this team? Well, that's a good question. I, I think the easy answer is, is that it has to help, right? I mean, it is hard. And, and one thing that has stuck out for me is that, you know, in the time that Coach Tang has been here, we've won a ton of close games. We haven't won them all, but we've won a bunch of close games. There, he's now 10-0 and over in overtime in, in less than two full seasons. That's crazy. I don't even know how you try to go about explaining how good that is. But I, I, I think what sticks out for me is they did this coming off of the heels where they, by their own admission, let one get away, kind of gave one away at Tech last Saturday. And I mean, it bothered them. They, they were mad that they were I guess I'll describe it as just out toughed down the stretch. Um, and Tech was the better team and the tougher team and the team that executed better. And I think they took it personally. They they really were cut in, in in learning the scout and really did a great job against a very explosive offensive team. It was It was impressive. There's no doubt about it. How much, if you're looking at this and trying to do it objectively, Wyatt, I mean, I, I you know, yeah. very early it was like, oh, this is nice. K-State's out to a good start in the league. Now it seems more sustainable. Um, it seems like in what we know will be a back-and-forth year, K-State yeah. probably is one of the teams that will be competing near the top of the league this year. I think we it's almost like we've had to, in a positive way, had to refocus expectations, I think, for the conference schedule. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I, I think when you talk about this, you have to you have to look at the league in its entirety. I've done a lot of interviews this week, and and have talked about this quite a bit. I think when this uh, conference season started, I don't know if anybody thought that two weeks in everybody would have at least one loss. 
Do you agree with that? I mean, it just seems like that's a little bit of an oddity when you have so many good teams in this league, whether it's Baylor, Kansas, you know, who, whoever it might be. Um, and I, I sometimes, you, excuse me, you have a hard time making sense of UCF as an example. I've used this this example of UCF and Cincinnati here the last few days. UCF gets blasted here 77-52. Then they host Kansas and beat them. Then they host BYU and they get beat. So you, my point is on that is that I, I don't know that you can go into any game in the league or most games in the league and really kind of have a feel for, well, this is what's going to happen. It, it's staggering really how many games have been decided by less than 10 or a couple of possessions. And I think we're going to continue to see that. I, I just do. I, I, I think this league is really, really strong up and down the line. Um, you, you have to kind of think that even though KU lost um, a game already, you probably still have to think, you know, with their, with their skill set, they're, they're going to be there towards the end. But I, I, I mean, they were 13 and five in this league last year. What do you think they're going to be this time? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's going to know that it's, they're going to be yeah. better or worse than that. Yeah. It, it's a battle of attrition and that's the way the big 12 always is. It's, it's always a, a bloodbath and we're only a, a few games into the conference. I, I know that I feel like I'm, I always bring up every week, uh, Tyler Perry and it you know, the game against Baylor, another not great shooting night for Tyler, but he did get to the free throw line and he made his free throws. So after the game against Baylor, how do you assess his play? Uh, Do you think that the opportunities for him to at least get to the foul line will maybe help loosen him up a little bit shooting from the field or where do you stand on where Tyler's game is right now? Well, I enjoy talking about this uh, to be honest with you, because he, the, the longer I'm around him and, and, and start to get to have a better feel for who he is, what he is, he's a pretty unique individual. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking so much the physical part that he brings to the table, but more the mental. He's really cut in now and wants to be, you know, the, the leader of the team and the vocal guy. And he wasn't necessarily that in the beginning. And he knows he's struggling a little bit shooting the ball. But as as I think we mentioned last week, he's had to take a lot of hard shots. And I I think as this team continues to move forward and and try to get better offensively, they're trying a lot of different things. And I don't know if, you know, exactly what the answers are. And I don't know that the coaches know. But one thing that should help, I'll say that again, should help, is that they're starting to get a little bit more out of some of the other guys, which I think will help Tyler. I don't know if you would agree with that thought or not, but as an example, um, did anybody think that four games into the league race that Dorian Finister would be averaging 5.3 points a game and playing those kind of minutes? Or Jarrell Colbert yeah. would come in against that kind of talent and give you 17, 18 really quality minutes? He wasn't, he wasn't dominant, but guys, he was playing against two studs and really held his own and did well. And they need his athleticism. You know, Will McNair is a, a nice player, and I think he's continuing to get better too. But against Baylor, uh, and there are going to be others, they need Jarrell's athleticism because he's a little bit more athletic than Will. Uh, so there are a lot of things on the table that I think you, you should look at 
in in relation to Tyler having better looks um, and and maybe getting that percentage up and, and maybe being a little bit more of a consistent scorer other than just at the foul line. Because, hey, <laughs> it's, it's a nice, nice thing when he's fouled late because you know he's going to make most. Yeah. I, I his they're just going to keep going and, and just mm-hmm. don't change it. They're winning games. I, I think if they were losing games, we'd have a totally different conversation, but I, I like it. So you look sure. at a stretch here. Yeah. Next, the next time we'll talk, they will have played Oklahoma State and at Iowa State, which always feels like a fool's errand. But those are two. If, if you're going to talk about K-State potentially, you know, winning this league and you know, doing all of those things, these are two games you need to be able to go get, right? Even that tough one in Ames, but there won't be many gettable stretches on the schedule. This might be one of them. Yeah, I I agree with that, and it is hard at Hilton. Um, But K-State has won up there before. Um, You you just, you can't take it for granted because if I'm being honest, Iowa State's come to Bramlage and won too. You know, that's just kind of the league. But I understand what you're saying. If you could get that, you know, I almost look at, again, I, I, Coach Tang would probably hit me in the nose if he heard me say this, but if you could split next week's games and beat Oklahoma State Saturday, you'd probably feel pretty good about where you're at, don't you think? I mean, that's, and that's, you start to do, do the math here. This league race is long and grueling and tough and all of that. But in the same breath, it goes pretty quick. <laughs> and there are only so many opportunities with 18 games. You got to you got to go out there and get that one that you think you can get. And that's why I think they were so frustrated uh, w- with the game at Tech because for a lot of the game, I'm going to say for 28, 30 minutes, they probably were the better team. And that hurts when you when you when you're that close and don't do it on the road because they're so hard to come by. Wyatt, what do you make of Wyatt, the Oklahoma State of- program? Obviously, they're you know struggling right now. They're they're not in a great place. I wonder, you know, do you think that Mike Boynton, his job potentially is in trouble? Where do you stand on where things are with Oklahoma State? Well, I haven't really heard any rumblings of that yet. It may be a little bit different when they get into town today. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I think Mike's a good coach, but I I think he's fighting uphill in a league right now. With, with four freshmen on the roster and two of those guys starting, and that's a hard way to make a living. Even though those kids are, one, their center uh, is a McDonald's All-American, and their four-man is a four-star kid. That's, that's high-level talent. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, that, that kid Garrison was going up against a guy by the name of Hunter Dickinson the other night. You're yeah. going to get whooped in those kind of situations. That's just the way it is. Um, I, I've watched a lot of tape on OSU, and there are times when they look pretty good. But, you know, we, we've talked about K-State offensively from time to time. Where the, One thing, too, I didn't mention that, that it reminds me of this with OSU. Like K-State, they've had some troubles with turnovers. You, you can't go on the road, or even sometimes at home, and, and do that. Um, and that's, that's kind of what's gotten them into trouble. I, I watched... I think like three straight possessions against Kansas where they're really I'm not saying KU doesn't defend. I don't mean it that way, but th- there was very little, you know, defensive resistance and they turned the ball over. It's like unforced errors in tennis, right? You can't do that and, and, and compete. And they didn't compete. 
but I'm going to guess that they'll think they can here, at least initially. So you got to take the fight out of them early. But they are young. They're, you know, they're just not quite as good as, as most everybody else in the league. That's just kind of what it is. Yeah, and you mentioned it's going to be a big night of celebration there, so I know fans will be excited about that, probably driving up certainly here from Wichita. You will hear the game with us right here on KFH, Wyatt's Call. Coverage begins at 5 o'clock for the 6 o'clock tip. Wyatt, enjoy the time at home this weekend, and we'll just keep slogging through what's going to be an incredible Big 12 this year. I know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Try to let it warm up a little bit, will you? Uh, yeah, I'll get with our meteorologist there at K-Witch yeah, and see what go. I can do. I've, I've been on him for a while. It's not working yet, but we'll Haven't we'll we keep, all, right? We'll yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four guys, don't shoot the messenger, right? Thanks, Wyatt. We'll talk exactly. to you soon. All right, there goes Wyatt Thompson, voice of the K-State Wildcats. If you missed any of that, by the way, you can go back and listen for free on the Odyssey app. We podcast that out for you, make it easy on you. Speaking of that Odyssey app, you know what else you can find? Chiefs games. They're available live for free on KNSS, as it will be this weekend. You can tune in to KNSS Sunday night for the wild card action. If you're not around your radio, uh, the Chiefs in Buffalo, a battle against the Bills. You can also just download the Odyssey app and search KNSS at kickoff. Tommy and I will be back. We'll get into that playoff game and others. Paul Savage in, top of the hour to make picks. Lots to get to here on a Friday edition of Sports Daily. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on a Friday. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor alongside you. Let's give away some HTO here out of the gates. Mix it up a little bit for you. How about a free iced tea and a free brew house coffee drink uh, coming your way from HTO? You can do that. The tea is available at Wichita's West East location or in Derby. The coffee is good in Derby or East Wichita. Good luck uh, to the KFH hotline right now. First caller, 869-1240. Tommy, on that, did you see uh, Rip? We're teaming up with Rip. Are you a Yellowstone guy? Uh, yeah, we watch Yellowstone. Uh, Rip yeah. is one of the most terrifying characters that I've I've ever seen on TV. One of the most amazing characters. He is like yeah. a character on television that universally every single person that watches the show has a crush on. Man crush, girl crush, whatever it is. Like, we all think Rip is totally awesome. Yeah, he's I would he's never want to be on his bad side. No, no. Uh, he's got a coffee thing. He's got like a whole coffee oh, company, okay. and we're going to start selling it in our store here pretty soon. I'll have more details on that. I don't have a date for you, but that... The- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
news is out there. It's not like I'm revealing some secret here, uh, but that's been pretty cool. Right now, it's our brew house coffee, which is also very, very good, so you can get that. Good luck to everybody in the winner. Jad will get us uh, on the giveaway. Jad will get us a winner. Uh, real quick, Tommy KU basketball, I don't know if we'll have time to get into them specifically. You know, we talked about a gettable stretch there with Wyatt for K-State. West Virginia, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Oklahoma State in the next four. That's gettable and should be gettable, and it's a stretch for a team that has national championship aspirations. I want them 4-0. Yeah, I get that, and I would like to see that too. Morgantown is a very difficult place to play. Not I don't this care. year, it's not. I think it is. I mean, it doesn't matter how down the team is. They're tough. You know, and the fans are tough, and that's a tough environment to play in. Uh, I mean, look at – did you watch the K-State game against West Virginia and Morgantown? I mean, I know the Wildcats K-State won K-State the beat them by 14. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was close down the stretch. They and beat they can't Texas. I'll away. give you Texas. They beat Texas Morgantown, Morgantown. is a difficult place that. to play, and it doesn't matter – what the record is for the Mountaineers. It's always, and, K, and KU has always had a difficult time going into Morgantown. Now, the okay. difference is Bob Huggins is not there, right? That's the difference from previous years to now. But still, like, I, I, I it's going to be I'll difficult. give you Oklahoma State because of the demons in that building, okay? But West Virginia has losses to Virginia, St. John's, Pittsburgh. Uh, in Morgantown, they lost. They almost lost to Bellarmine this year in Morgantown. This isn't our father's West Virginia. This isn't know, our West Virginia from a year ago. I don't want any excuses. Kansas needs to go to Morgantown and win that game and win it, you know, in a in a relatively comfortable fashion. And they need to go four zero in this next stretch. This is a team we expect to contend for a national championship. They need to go 4-0 in these games against these teams. Cincinnati might be the outlier. Cincinnati's been good this year. But West Iowa Virginia. been good this year, too. You've got, yep, you've got roadies against West Virginia and Iowa State mixed in there, and I think they need to go 4-0. That's because that's where they'll need to be if they're like, you know, they need to be that kind of team by the end of the year. If they, it's not like it's, you know, it's not going to be tragic if they don't, but that's the level of team they're going to need to be if they want to win a national championship. Why not start now? They they had a really nice Oklahoma State performance. They're not very good. West Virginia is better than that. Iowa State certainly better than that. KU should beat anybody anywhere. The best part about the Oklahoma State game earlier this week was the Jayhawks finally flexed a little bit, you know? Yes. And they finally put their foot on somebody's throat. And that's the kind of performance and outcome that you come to expect from a team that I, I get it, that they've got national championship aspirations. Morgantown, though, is a difficult place to play. I'm expecting a win, but I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was for Oklahoma State. Um, I hope it is. I think it might, maybe should be. I'm not, I won't say it needs to be an Iowa State, but the way West Virginia has played this year, it kind of needs to be a Morgantown. K-State beat them by 14 in Morgantown. There's your benchmark, KU fans and KU. Go get that. That's what we need to see hey, out of the Jayhawks. K-State also beat UCF by 25, and then UCF beat Kansas. So, you know, it's know. the Big 12. Who knows what's going to happen? That's right. I love the Big 12. God, it's so good. All right, we'll welcome in our buddy Paul Savage next segment. Congratulations to Daniel for winning some HTO Brewhouse coffee and some HTO, of course, iced tea. We'll come back. We're making some football picks. Playoff edition, our last picks of the year. We'll go over the standings. And make the picks when we return.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 